Welcome to the third installment of one of these days, you know, I'm gonna call it the old devil, but <laughs> welcome to the third installment of two old white guys. Uh, I'm up here with you. Thanks for joining us this week. As always, uh, Teflon here with Matt Don Sneedo. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Teflon said Sneedo. On www.numericallife.com and uh, Facebook Numerica. This week we get into a topic that's been on uh, the minds of America for a while now. We just want to put our input in it. You know our format. I'm calling out the problem. You know what I'm saying? The Don over here calling out the solution. Um, So let's go ahead and talk about starting off these gender roles. We mentioned it, I believe, briefly in one of the previous episodes. And, you know, I don't want to get thrown in with the group, so I'm going to avoid labels. But I'm I'm the more type of person. I guess old school, you know what I'm saying? Your, uh, your grandmother knew grandmother stuff. Your grandfather knew grandfather stuff. Knew and did. You know what I mean? Your, uh, same with mothers and fathers, aunts and uncles. They all had their lanes. They specialized in it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They show the the youngsters how to excel in it, uh, but it's not quite the same uh, nowadays. You know, everything has gotten, for lack of a better term, mixed up. But with that being said, I do still believe that, or maybe this is opinion, belief or opinion. That's a whole uh, <laughs> a whole another podcast in and of itself, the difference between beliefs hmm. and opinions. But anyway, uh, whether it's a belief or opinion, I look at the man as the one who uh, basically got to hold up the world on his shoulders. Uh, we get the image of Atlas. Uh, y'all know who Atlas was. And the woman who has to hold up the world in her arms. Unfortunately, in the misogynistic world, we don't have an image for that. But it basically takes two strong muscle groups. When I say man hold up the world, let's say in a family, that's the house. So if the damn house falling down, uh, Samson, get your ass in there and hold up those pillars for as long as you can. You You see what I'm saying? And if we talking about house, as far as the mom's holding everything in her arms, she got, you know what I'm saying? The uh, Everything revolves around when we sit around the table and we go over our day, you know what I mean? It's this, the love, it's communication, it's connection, it's, it's that. So uh, it's all the problems that everybody else bring into the household that mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, what to do is off, you know, uh, on, on the zombie mode. I know I'd be on some zombie stuff the, the, the woman actually deals with. Uh, so I still see that as, as a primary distinction between the male and female role. But of course, in today's uh, society, it doesn't quite... Uh, you know, come down as cut and dry. What you what you think, man? On, on traditional versus today. Well, um, in all honesty, uh, I like most people have uh, battled with my core beliefs. Um, you know, most of us grew up with core beliefs, like like you were pointing out. A man does this, a woman does that, and um, what I've learned you know, with, as time goes on, that some of our core beliefs aren't necessarily or weren't necessarily uh, proper or 
the way things should be, you know, uh, a woman shouldn't uh, necessarily have to submit to a man or have to take any abuse and things like that. You know, in, in certain households, I wouldn't necessarily say mine, but in certain households, that's how it was. If the man say this, you better do it. You know, um, that's just an example. But again, as time goes on, it gets more complicated as far as uh, what you believe about relationships and who should be together and who shouldn't. Um, I've come to uh, the understanding in myself that, you know, it really doesn't matter who a person wants to be with. That's really nobody else's business. If a woman chooses to be with a woman, that's her business. A man chooses to be with a man, that's his business. Uh, what I uh, come to is when it comes to building a family and raising children, I do <clears throat> believe that there are certain roles that somebody has to play. So whether you know, it be a homosexual relationship or a heterosexual relationship. Somebody has to play that role as a father or at least doing things that fathers do. Like you said, holding the house on his shoulders and um, somebody has to be that nurturing mother type figure. So if it's a woman and a woman in the household, somebody has to play the role of, you know, holding the weight on their shoulders and the other play the role of, you know, nurturing the family, making sure everyone's taken care of. So that's my belief on that situation. It's not necessarily who you think should be together because that's everybody's choice. It's just uh, raising a family in the most proper way that you, you know, you deem fit. So that's my take on the situation. Can you like simultaneously, I don't know, like run a mouse out the house or God forbid have to crush a spider and know where to locate like the, the, all the pairs of socks that should be together. Look, I'm going to tell you like this. I don't want to make it as cut and dry as I'm like tell you one like person this. kill the spider and listen, one person do the logic, listen. but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> listen, you can, and there are people that do. We've all seen it. So, you know, that is a possibility, but if there are two people in that household and one person has to, kill the spider and make the socks up. If one person has to do all that, there's going to be some problems, which again, is an unhealthy household for everybody there. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter where you define your roles, but to, to have it function properly, you do some, you have to have some definition of who's going to play what role or when, you know, how are we going to work together to build this family structure properly? So it seemed like, no matter what the structure, it has to be a circle. So it can't be two semicircles, you know what I mean, yeah. in, in, in some kind of crazy orbit. Right. It right. has to be a yin and yang. I see yes. what you mean on that one. Yes, to, to, for the structure to be uh, founded and sound, for a sound structure, you know, there has to be some kind of understanding between those two people raising that family. Now, a long time ago, the yin and yang was as simple as <laughs> what the doctor saw when he looked between the little baby legs. But nowadays, yeah. the line is getting a lot more blurred. You know what I'm saying? You got these kids growing up, I guess, rich and famous. Um, Will Smith kid come to mind. And I don't know if that was a phase he was going through. 
or if that's a part of his personality. But for a minute, he was rocking dresses hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tails and ponytails. I see they highlight the little boy that um, what's her name? Shirley's Theron mm-hmm. adopted little boy. Got him in the pigtails and the ponytail. You know what I'm saying? With the pink, with the frillies. You know what I mean? And I mean, I see it is. I don't want to get to shouting out, you know, Christian denominations, right. but uh, and that, I guess that's two different sides of the coin. Because in one instance, you got somebody he's 16, 17, 18, how old he was when he started doing that. That's one thing. The other one is a kid. Yeah. So I guess I'm looking at it from two different perspectives. I'm looking at it from the perspective of, of the parent who, if not, um, what's the word I'm looking for, accepts that in their child, one that, uh, you know, jeez, uh, uh, I'm looking for the specific word, but basically tries to uh, amp that up in the kid. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. nah, little dude, we going to the little girl section. And nah, little girl, we going to the little dude section. I don't see that, but again, that particular dynamic that I brought up, that's yeah, a different type of dynamic. That is, that is. You know what I mean? I say this, so, man, yeah. as far as... When it comes to famous people, and I won't stay on this subject long, but when it comes to people in the public's eye, there really is no telling why they're doing what they're doing or behaving the way they're behaving because a lot of these people, you know, have fashion contracts and and things of that nature, you know, just because people are going to look at them, you know, certain big fashion corporations, and this is what they're providing. This is the attire that they're providing, so they're like... Hey, we're going to give you this much money to wear this. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying that that's true for everybody. And as far as what the parents are teaching their kids in the home, that's their choice also. But we don't really know what's going on. At at the end of the day, a parent should be guiding their child to live a happy, fulfilling life. One way or another, no matter what choice that that child makes, you want to guide this child on the way they should go. That's how I look at that situation. But again, like you said, it could be a whole nother episode. I mean, is it like, uh, are we getting away from, I don't know if the word is value or individualism or uniqueness or, but I see, and you know, fashion has a lot to do with it. Pop culture has a lot to do with it. But you see like the, the hip hop cats now, it's like the guys, the tough guys is all in pink. And they all, you know what I mean, rocking dresses or tight pants and bangles and this, that, and the third. And um, I, I like the old girl, Lil Ma. You know what I'm saying? Hey, wasn't that her name? Young Ma, Young Ooh. Young Ma. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. She had the flip side. I like side that. that. I don't know much yeah, about well, her. Yeah, I like much. Ooh. They, well, everybody like her soul. But she kind of <laughs> on the flip side of that. You know, she been running with an image that's been around for forever. But on the other side with these, I forget the young thuggers and stuff like that. It's funny, man. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I saw a post on Facebook the other day and it had all these girls with, you know, big butts and whatnot. And for some reason I saw her on that picture. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And I was like, really? Like, (laughs) has she ever shown you her, her form? But that was funny. Go on. I digress. Are we um, getting away from something or going towards something? Like what we know how it used to be back in the day. Um, By understanding the past, you can kind of, 
you know, at least get a little bit of glimpse on the future. So I guess I'm posing the question of what's the end result? How far does this path go as far as the guys dressing like girls and the girls dressing like guys, whether it's permanent, whether it's temporary, whether it's, you know, fashion or cultural? Um, um, I'm really glad that you brought that up uh, because I've been thinking a lot about um, why uh, so much has changed as far as uh, children taking a whole nother path of what we, you know, there's always been uh, wild cards or rebellious children and whatnot. But it, it, like you said, it seems as of lately, um, nobody has any guide or any path uh, that they're trying to go on. And I think that has a lot to do with um, the older generation isn't necessarily there for the younger generation. Uh, we criticize them and we talk about what we don't like about what they're doing. But most of the time, as far as I can see, the older gener- generation wasn't there to guide them. Uh, so although there might be things that we won't accept, what we don't want to do is ever let them think that we don't have that uh, unconditional love for them. And I believe a lot of these, this next generation coming and those coming after them, they don't have those guides or those uh, mentors. They don't have the, you know, everybody's mad. At what, for instance, the hip hop generation, it's like all I heard the older hip hop generation talking about is how much they don't like the younger hip hop generation. But if you think about hip hop as a whole, most of the older generation was missing in action. You know, how many of these kids didn't have fathers and uncles and, you know, any kind of if if I don't think most of the older generation should have anything to say about these younger guys coming in the industry. If they weren't there to mentor those guys on how it should go. N.W.A. sent their asses to jail. You you already know. <laughs> I'm glad you said that also because so now Snoop Dogg can't get mad at, you know what I'm saying, uh, Extension. Exactly. When this is what... Now, and it's one thing if, if this is entertainment. I And I know that it's a sticky subject, but entertainment is entertainment. Life shouldn't imitate art. Art should imitate life. With hip-hop, Life imitates art. Everybody wants to be what they hear and see these guys doing because they don't have any other influences, you know, to show them, hey, yeah, that's music. That's what they're rapping about, but that's entertainment. You said life should imitate art. No, art is supposed to imitate life. All right, so art is supposed to show glimpses of real life. Yes, Whereas in music, hip hop, hip hop, yes, the art has become what the normal life lives up to. Life has become the the art. art. The people, you know, I will say that NWA, I'm not, and really NWA, they didn't have to live the lifestyle that they were rapping about. Most of them didn't. You know, there might have been one or two guys. In the previous hip hop generation, yeah, who yeah. had to live right, right. a life of crime because yeah, that's all they knew. Some kind of but way. most of these guys were doing it to 
you know, strictly for the entertainment purposes to make money. What they didn't realize is they had a whole generation coming behind them that wanted to live what they saw them doing because they had no, that's what they had to look up to. I'm going to take it to the next step. You said it was the, it was the hip hop. I would garner that that is the plight of the entire world. You see, there was a time, and I was going to take it back to, because I can only recollect back to like the 1910s, and that just from coming up with the old heads. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? A lot of them were born in the early 1900s. So a rebellious kid would get a motorcycle. They would try to be like James, uh, what's my boy named? James Dean, I believe. Yeah, Dean yeah I know what you Yeah. The wars. And it was like, okay, well, to rebel, you could not go to the war. So you went, took your butts to the war, but... At a certain point in the 30s or something like that, uh, the, just the day-to-day grind would would uh, basically pull that rebellion up out of you because you got to, you know what I'm saying, pay right. that rent and right. keep those doggone lights on. You right. see what I'm saying? And it seemed like now people have been able to successfully avoid the grinder that comes on later in life and hold on to that rebellious, you know what I'm saying, spirit. And it's like... I don't know if it's because you can have a social media platform that highlights all of the life that you turn into art or if it's because we are so inundated with examples of this art to where everybody's like, okay, life is not a focus anymore, but that's where we get it mixed up because right. we live life. We don't live art. You see what I'm exactly. saying? If you get focused on, oh, I'm trying to reproduce this art that I think is life as opposed to focus on, you know what I'm saying, right. better producing his life, then you're going to end up, man, like countless other people, you know, a bunch of them just whacked themselves here recently. Well, I do believe that there are, you know, multiple reasons uh, that this generation is going in the wrong direction. What I'm highlighting is is a possible solution to some of the yeah to some of the uh, problems that we're having with the younger generation is that again this we're talking about acceptance we need more of the older generation accepting these guys or young women with that unconditional love to at least be able to guide them in a way they still will have their minds to go whatever way they want but it's the absence of those mentors of those parents of those that older generation guiding them because once these children begin acting out in a way that you don't approve of, a lot of these people are saying, well, I'm done with you instead of, okay, I see that you live in this way. I can't make you change, but let me show you something different. Let me lead by example and watch me do this. And maybe it'll keep you out of some of that trouble that you might get into. And also you got to think as far as the music is concerned, this is across all uh, genre you know, to be exposed to something gangster back in the 70s and 80s, you either had to live, you know, very, very close to a household containing a gangster or in a neighborhood controlled by a gangster or in the mm-hmm. house of a gangster. The majority of everybody's community, that wasn't the example. So people just lived regular lives. And then when the music became, you know, MT, let's call it the MTV uh, (laughs) generation. You see what I'm saying? It made hardcore rock and roll lifestyle. Uh, Hella gangster hip-hop lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Hella uh, uh, 
material girl lifestyle. You see what I'm saying? Take over people who typically, who normally, who should have only been exposed to a regular life. Yeah. See all these images and get all these false, you know what I'm saying? Understandings of what life was where people were showing you this to collect a check. You looked at it and thought it was something to aspire to. So everything, you know, spinning off the wheels nowadays is just a result of that. I only bring it up to say there's nothing new under the sun. You see what I mean? With these, you know, the little yachties of the day now is talking about they're not going to last if they keep with that same deal. Everybody has the progress. Everybody has to, you know what I'm saying, ascend. I just worry that. You know, like back in the, the 30s and 40s, we we just had like what the little rascals and the little girl with the pigtails mm-hmm. that was kid celebrity. And, and you can see how now we got a bunch of celebrities. I'm just concerned. This is my concern. I don't want to hear no eight, nine, ten year olds trying to be the new NWA. Exactly. Exactly. And again, I say it's going to take people that know better to step in. And at least lead by example. That's not to say that we're going to save everybody, but at least lead by example. They already got the cash. What is the cash me out little girl? (laughs) She getting close to us. Close for comfort. Yeah. My goodness. We, I I say that we got to lead by example, man. The older generation got to lead the children in the way that they should go. Whether they listen or not is another thing. But if we all, as the older generation, spent more time with these the younger generation coming behind us, I'm sure we'll see a traumatic difference. And even if I'm not there, when it's a decision that comes up that has to be made that could be, you know, life-changing, whatever the, the word is, fill in the blank, um, just understand. That's the one thing that I can tell young people uh, in this world. Understand when you're dealing with a, a, a major decision, even if it seems minor. Because, boy, 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 what would you say, from about 17 to 23 it's like decision central. And mm-hmm. half the time, you don't even notice them bad boys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So let me see if I can uh, remember. Uh, every household got to have a yin and a yang. Somebody got to kill the bugs. Somebody got to squeeze the orange juice. Eh, that's a bad reference. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it don't make a difference what the household is. You got to make it a circle. Can't be a bunch of semicircles. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I guess is uh, all right. So I'm not gonna say little dudes take off the dress, but I'm gonna say understand that we accept you, and whenever you feel like <laughs> you're ready to take off the dress, we'll be there <laughs> to take you pants shopping. Uh, and then <laughs> as far as I, uh, honestly, I'm gonna say I'm going to direct it to. The older guys, um, don't turn away from that young man because he puts a dress on. Try to show him a nice little Stacey Adams uh, outfit or, you know, a nice three-piece suit. or Like, show him how clean it is to be a manly 
figure. So you know, my, so to speak. Uh, your grandparents used to dress when they was teenagers. I don't know if that's going to work though, <laughs> <laughs> because these kids don't want to see what they yeah, your grand. Right. They definitely don't want to see what your grandparents had on. They don't want to see what you had on. I'm just saying there is some non androgynous popular fashion out there. You know. Don't turn them away so fast. Try to show them something different. Thanks for, uh, you know, tuning in weekly with us, joining these discussions. Pretty soon we're going to have a hotline hooked up where you can call in, send us any uh, comments, questions, concerns to our social media platform. You can reach me at Twitter, Teflon Said, hashtag Teflon Said. Kenny, get giving them shouts out. Uh, com and on Anchor podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, and most of your other podcast outlets. We're just trying to highlight a couple of problems and offer the listening public out there some simple solutions till we see you the next time around. Why I say last time, Stal McGordon, this time keep your trash out my front yard. I'm going to say, get that little dude with the dress off my porch. Two old white guys. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.